Success requires no explanations. Failure permits no alibis. Chapter 13. The Subconscious Mind. The Connecting Link. The 11th Step Toward Riches. The subconscious mind consists of a field of consciousness in which every impulse of thought that reaches the conscious mind through any of the five senses is classified and recorded. The subconscious receives and files sense impressions or thoughts regardless of their nature. You can plant in your subconscious mind any plan, thought, or purpose that you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. Those desires that have been mixed with emotional feeling and faith in your ability are the ones that are strongest. Therefore, they are the first to which the subconscious responds. The subconscious mind works day and night, and in some way which is not fully understood, the subconscious seems able to draw upon the forces of infinite intelligence for the power to transmute your desires into their physical equivalent, and it does it in the most straightforward and practical way. You cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, but you can hand over to it any plan, desire, or purpose that you wish transformed into concrete form. Refer again to the instructions for using the subconscious mind in Chapter 5, Autosuggestion. Editor's Comments In the chapter on autosuggestion, the four primary methods for planting and reinforcing suggestions in your subconscious are 1. The formulation and writing out of your desire. 2. The repetition of positive affirmations. 3. The creative visualization of your goal. And 4. By acting as though the goal is already yours. This is the end of the editor's comment. From my research, I have concluded that the subconscious mind is the connecting link between the finite mind of man and infinite intelligence. It is the intermediary through which you may draw upon the forces of infinite intelligence. From my research, I have concluded that the subconscious mind is the connecting link between the finite mind of man and infinite intelligence. It is the intermediary through which you may draw upon the forces of infinite intelligence. Only the subconscious mind contains the process by which mental impulses, thoughts, are modified and changed into their spiritual, energy, equivalent. It alone is the medium through which prayer, desire, may be transmitted to the source capable of answering prayer, infinite intelligence. How to Energize Your Subconscious Mind for Creative Effort The possibilities of what you can do when you connect creative effort with the subconscious mind are stupendous. They inspire me with awe. I never approach the discussion of the subconscious mind without a feeling of littleness and inferiority due to the fact that man's entire stock of knowledge on this subject is so pitifully limited. First, you must accept as a reality the existence of the subconscious mind and what it can do for you. This will enable you to understand its possibilities as a medium for transmuting your desires into their physical or monetary equivalent, and then you will comprehend the full significance of the instructions given in Chapter 3, Desire. You will also understand the importance of making your desires clear and putting them in writing. 
you will understand as well the necessity of persistence in carrying out instructions. The thirteen principles that are the basis of this book are the stimuli with which you acquire the ability to reach and to influence your subconscious mind. Do not become discouraged if you cannot do this on your first attempt. Remember that the subconscious mind can be directed only through habit. You have not yet had time to master faith. Be patient. Be persistent. Editor's Comments There are two aspects to Hill's theory of the subconscious mind. There are two aspects to Hill's theory of the subconscious mind. One is the concept of the subconscious as the storehouse of all information and thoughts that you have ever experienced. The second is the concept of the subconscious as the gateway to infinite intelligence. In this chapter, Hill focuses primarily on the subconscious as a storehouse. Expanding on the editorial comment about the subconscious mind that appears in the chapter on autosuggestion, proof that the subconscious is a storehouse of information is confirmed in the use of hypnotherapy by psychiatrists. Through hypnosis, psychiatrists are able to help patients open the door to their subconscious so that they can retrieve information about traumatic situations that have been filtered out or repressed by the conscious mind. Further proof is in the use of hypnosis by law enforcement officials to recapture information such as license plate numbers and other details that the conscious mind of a witness has filtered out. Although results vary from person to person, there is no doubt that the subconscious has access to information that the conscious mind does not. This storehouse aspect of the subconscious is what accounts for some ideas that come to us through creative imagination. In some instances, bits of information and ideas that our conscious mind has forgotten will connect with each other on a subconscious level to create a new idea, and that idea will be received by our creative intelligence, which presents it to us as a flash of inspiration. You can't completely control this process, but you can condition yourself to come up with more and better ideas. It is a fact that a traumatic experience, the result of which creates a strongly planted idea, can influence the way a person thinks and acts. If that is true, then by intentionally using all of your efforts to powerfully plant an idea in your subconscious, you should be able to create what would amount to a good traumatic experience that will influence the way you think and act in a positive way. This is exactly how you develop what Hill calls a money consciousness. If you do everything within your power to strongly, firmly, and with complete faith and conviction, plant the idea that you will be successful and achieve your desire, your subconscious will accept and store that idea. If you have planted the idea so strongly that it is the dominant idea in your subconscious, it will influence all of the other ideas and information stored there. When you have given your subconscious this specific direction that it did not have before, it will begin to put together pieces of information, and through your creative intelligence, you will find that you are coming up with more and better plans and ideas to accomplish your goal. But as Hill says, you can do this only through faith and habit. You must write out the affirmation of your goal, and you must repeat it aloud every day with absolute faith and conviction that you can achieve it. You must vividly and creatively visualize yourself achieving your goal, and you must do it every day.
you must conduct yourself with the attitude that says you can accomplish your goal and that you deserve the help of those who can help you to accomplish your goal. And you must conduct yourself in that way every day. If you seriously commit yourself to doing these things, it will change the way you think and act. Your subconscious will do everything it can to transmute your desire into reality, and other people will want to do what they can to help you succeed. This is the end of the editor's comments. Many statements in the chapters on faith and on auto-suggestion are repeated here for the benefit of your subconscious mind. Remember, your subconscious mind functions whether you make any effort to influence it or not. This means that thoughts of fear, poverty, and all negative ideas will affect your subconscious mind unless you master these impulses and give it more desirable food on which it may feed. The subconscious mind will not remain idle. If you don't plant desires in your subconscious mind, it will feed on the thoughts that reach it as the result of your neglect. Both negative and positive thoughts are reaching your subconscious mind continuously. These thoughts come from the four sources. 1. Consciously from other people. 2. Your subconscious. 3. Subconsciously from other people. And 4. Infinite intelligence. Every day, all kinds of thought impulses are reaching your subconscious mind without your knowledge. Some of these impulses are negative. Some are positive. Right now, you should be specifically trying to shut off the flow of negative impulses and actively working to influence your subconscious mind through positive impulses of desire. When you achieve this, you will possess the key that unlocks the door to your subconscious mind. Moreover, you will control that door so completely that no undesirable thought may influence your subconscious mind. Everything that you create begins in the form of a thought impulse. You can create nothing that you do not first conceive as a thought. Through the aid of the imagination, thoughts may be assembled into plans. The imagination, when under your control, may be used to create plans or purposes that lead to success in your chosen occupation. All thoughts that you want to turn into success and have planted in the subconscious mind must pass through the imagination and be mixed with faith, your faith in your own abilities. The mixing of faith with a plan or purpose intended for submission to the subconscious mind can only be done through the imagination. From these statements, it should be clear that if you want to make use of your subconscious mind, it will call for the coordination and application of all 13 principles of success that are the basis of this book. Make Your Positive Emotions Work For You The subconscious mind is more susceptible to influence by thought mixed with feeling or emotion than it is by thoughts originating solely in the reasoning portion of the mind. In fact, there is much evidence to support the theory that only emotionalized thoughts have any real influence on the subconscious mind. It is a fact that emotions or feelings rule the majority of people. If it is true that the subconscious mind responds better and faster to thoughts that are well mixed with emotion, it is essential to become familiar with the more important of the emotions. There are seven major positive emotions and seven major negative emotions. 
The negatives get into your thoughts naturally and go directly to your subconscious without any help from you. The positive emotions must be injected by you through the principle of auto-suggestion into the thought impulse that you wish to pass on to your subconscious mind. These emotions or feeling impulses may be likened to yeast in a loaf of bread. They are the action element which transforms thought impulses from the passive to the active state. That is why thought impulses that have been well mixed with emotion are acted upon more readily than thought impulses originating in cold reason. Editor's Comments W. Clement Stone, Napoleon Hill's friend, mentor, and business partner, arranged for the publication of many of Napoleon Hill's later writings. The following is adapted from material that appears in two of these books, Napoleon Hill's Keys to Success and Believe and Achieve. Enthusiasm is a positive mental attitude, an internal impelling force of intense emotion, a power compelling creation or expression. Being enthusiastic is an impelling external expression of action. When you act enthusiastically, you accentuate the power of suggestion and auto-suggestion. The sales manager, public speaker, minister, lawyer, teacher, or executive who acts enthusiastic by speaking in an enthusiastic, sincere manner develops genuine enthusiasm. If you act enthusiastic, your emotions will follow. By filling your conscious mind with enthusiasm, you also impress upon your subconscious mind that your burning obsession and your plan for obtaining it are certain things. Then, if your conscious enthusiasm dims, your subconscious will be there, full of images of your success to help you stoke your conscious fires of enthusiasm once again. This is the end of the editor's comments. You are preparing yourself to influence and control the inner audience of your subconscious mind in order to hand over to it the desire for money, which you wish transmuted into its physical, monetary equivalent. It is essential, therefore, that you understand the method of approach to this inner audience. You must speak its language. It understands best the language of emotion or feeling. Following are the seven major positive emotions and the seven major negative emotions. I am listing them here so that you may draw upon the positives and avoid the negatives when giving instructions to your subconscious mind. The Seven Major Positive Emotions The Emotion of Desire The Emotion of Faith The Emotion of Love The Emotion of Sex The Emotion of Enthusiasm The Emotion of Romance the emotion of hope. There are other positive emotions, but these are the seven most powerful and the ones most commonly used in creative effort. Master these seven emotions. They can be mastered only by use, and the other positive emotions will be at your command when you need them. Remember that you are studying a book that is intended to help you develop a money consciousness by filling your mind with positive emotions. The Seven Major Negative Emotions to be Avoided The Emotion of Fear The Emotion of Jealousy The Emotion of Hatred The Emotion of Revenge The Emotion of Greed The Emotion of Superstition The Emotion of Anger 
Positive and negative emotions cannot occupy the mind at the same time. One or the other must dominate. It is your responsibility to make sure that positive emotions constitute the dominating influence of your mind. That is where the law of habit will help you. Form the habit of applying and using the positive emotions. Eventually, they will dominate your mind so completely that the negatives cannot enter it. Only by following these instructions literally and continuously can you gain control over your subconscious mind. The presence of a single negative in your conscious mind is sufficient to destroy all chances of constructive aid from your subconscious mind. Editor's Comments Napoleon Hill's concern about the susceptibility of the subconscious mind to negative thoughts, emotions, and comments is well known to professionals who work with these techniques. In clinical hypnotherapy, there is an axiom referred to as the law of reversed effect, which states that whenever there is a conflict between imagination and willpower, the imagination wins. When you attempt to plant an idea, if the subconscious already harbors a negative, trying to force the new idea has the reverse effect because the subconscious becomes obsessed with defending its established negative idea. And the harder you try to do something, the more the subconscious resists and the more difficult it becomes. Even the use of the word try is warned against because it gives the suggestion to the subconscious of a preconceived failure. The concept of trying implies an ongoing effort. You don't want to try. You want to succeed. If you ask your subconscious to help you try, it may do just that. It may help you try, but it will prevent you from succeeding. Because if you did succeed, then it could no longer help you try, which is what you asked it to do. The cautionary note about using the word try is just one example of the care that should be taken when formulating affirmations and using auto-suggestion. The following are some other rules of thumb that most modern experts agree on. 1. Affirmations should always be stated as a positive. Affirm what you do want, not what you don't want. 2. Affirmations work best when they are short and very clear about a single desired goal. Take the time to write, rewrite, and polish your affirmation until you can express your desire in a short statement of precise and well-chosen words. 3. Affirmations should be specific about the desired goal, but not about how to accomplish it. Your subconscious knows better than you what it can do and how it can do it. 4. Do not make unreasonable time demands. Your subconscious can't make anything happen suddenly or now. 5. Just saying the words will have little effect. When you affirm your desire, you must do it with such faith and conviction that your subconscious becomes convinced of how important it is to you. As you affirm your desire to yourself, visualize it in your mind's eye as big as a billboard. Make it big, powerful, and memorable. 6. Repetition of your emotionalized affirmation is crucial. At this time, it is your habit to think one way. By repeating your affirmation often every day, your new way of thinking will begin to be your automatic response. Keep reinforcing it until it becomes second nature to you 
and your habit will have become to think the new way, the way you want to think. This is the end of the editor's comments. We form habits based on the degree of reinforcement we receive. Habits make no moral judgments. They can be either good or bad. Both are formed through repetition. If we try something and like the results, we repeat the action. You can replace negative thoughts with positive ones. You can replace inaction with action. And you can form any habit you choose. Your thoughts are the only thing that you can completely control if you choose to do so. You can control your thoughts to control your habits. The Secret of Effective Prayer Most people resort to prayer only after everything else has failed, or else they pray by a ritual of meaningless words. And because most people who pray do so only after everything else has failed, they go to prayer with their minds filled with fear and doubt. Because fear and doubt are the emotions that are mixed with their prayer, these are the emotions the subconscious mind passes on, and these are the emotions that infinite intelligence receives and acts upon. If you pray for a thing, but as you pray you have fear that you may not receive it, or that your prayer will not be acted upon by infinite intelligence, your prayer will have been in vain. Prayer does sometimes result in the realization of that for which one prays. If you have ever had the experience of receiving something for which you prayed, go back in your memory and recall your actual state of mind while you were praying, and you will know for sure that the theory here described is more than a theory. The method by which you may communicate with infinite intelligence is very similar to the way the vibration of sound is transmitted by radio waves. Sound cannot be transmitted through the atmosphere until it has been changed into a very high rate of vibration. The radio station takes the sound of the human voice and modifies it by stepping up the vibration millions of times. Only in this way can the energy of sound be sent over distances. After this transformation has taken place, the energy, which originally was in the form of vibrations of sound, is broadcast or transmitted as a radio signal. When a radio set receives the high-speed transmission, it then reconverts that energy back to its original slower rate of vibration. And when it is stepped down to its original rate, it vibrates the diaphragm of the speaker, which reproduces the original sound of the voice. The subconscious mind is the intermediary that translates prayers or desires into terms that infinite intelligence can receive. The answer comes back to you in the form of a definite plan or idea for procuring the object of your prayer. When you understand this principle, you know why mere words read from a prayer book cannot serve as an agency of communication between the mind of man and infinite intelligence.